Welcome to the Couch Potato Show, where we discuss all things baseball, basketball, football, and yes, even hockey. I'm with I'm here with my good old pals Frank Petterini and Eric Bender. How are you guys doing today? Hey Tyler, how are you? Pretty good. Best day of my life, Tyler. What a world. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's not going to be soon. Um. All right, so let's get right into it. Last week we made picks on the. Um, the NASCAR race on Sunday, as well as the UFC fight between Alistair Overeem and Walt Harris on Saturday night. And those, in my eyes, did not go very well. Definitely not for you, but it was a rough weekend for Tyler. Um, I think it was delightful. For, we, we had a great weekend. Yeah. I, I had an okay weekend. We made, weekend. So we made picks on those two events. Um... And gaining one point in the pick standings because of the UFC fight, Frank and Eric, because they both picked Alistair Overeem. Can we talk about that fight for a second? I mean... Yeah, it was, it was pretty entertaining. I'm not, not going to lie. I, never, I usually don't watch UFC, and that was really, really fun to watch. Eric, you're the, UFC, you're the UFC guy. What did you think of the fight? I am. And, um... I, I thought it went down a lot, exactly really how I pictured it. Round one, as long as Alistair Overeem could weather that storm, Walt Harris, he's, he's a bigger guy, doesn't have a lot of cardio, so really that, I think I even mentioned it last week, that Muhammad Ali rope-a-dope strategy, it's Alistair Overeem just kind of, you know, not purposely got punched in the face and dropped, but he was like, all right, let me stay on the bottom, let him punch himself out with some ground and pound, and then he wait for the second round, and that's when the more technical striking came into play, and Overeem hit him with a nice head kick and then nice right over from there. left jab. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it just yeah. got his. And back. Then he sat there. He sat there in the in the lock for a few minutes and the match was over because Harris just couldn't get out of anything. Yeah, seriously. And props to the referee for letting that fight go past the first round because Overeem was good and and yeah. you know, that's experienced referee could have stopped it, but you know, good for that ref for letting that go. Seriously. Yeah, and it looked like at some point in the second round. Um, Overeem got Harris into a position where Harris didn't know where the punches were coming from, and he had no like move that he could he couldn't get out of the hold that Overeem had him in, and Overeem was yeah. just raining punches from like coming up inside the arm and going up to his, to his chin, and then coming down from the side and just leveling him right in the side of the face, and Walt, Walt Harris had no idea where it was coming from, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Overeem did, it's, it's in jiu-jitsu, they say that he had his back, he was on top of him, and he could have gone for a choke once uh, Harris was on the ground, but that is, it was just the perfect position to where Harris needed to be cognizant of that possibility that he's getting submitted. But same, so with that in mind, you can't protect yourself from the strikes fully, so it was a beautiful position for Overeem, really. He fought almost, well, in the second round, he fought the perfect fight. It was excellent. Yeah, so you guys both gained points on that um, awful fight. <laughs> and then on Sunday, we had the Darlington 400, NASCAR's opening race since closing down because of the coronavirus. Um, I had Kyle Busch winning. That didn't happen. Frank, you had Denny Hamlin winning. That didn't happen. And Eric, you somehow guessed the uh, the correct winner in Kevin Harvick. How did what what the hell happened? Why? <laughs> um, 
personally, it's it's once again what I said uh, last week. It came down to there wasn't a lot of prep time, wasn't a lot of uh, preparation that could really go into the race at all. So what I was going off of is you know pick a safe guy, a viable guy, and someone who has a decent history with that track. And I'm going to be bringing the same mindset into the Coca-Cola 600. Oh, I, I learned from I learned from your mindset. I was like, all right, I'm going to take somebody who's experienced in this race. Yeah. It's, I'm thinking the same. And we'll make those picks in a second. Yeah, when you were watching the race, like, Harvick was ahead for, I think, over half the entire race. So it wasn't like it was a pullout victory where they came out of nowhere at the end. Like, he was in the lead for the majority of the race. So like, he really deserved yeah. to win with everyone else. Frank, was that Frank? Is that the first NASCAR race you've ever you've ever watched? That's the first one. The first UFC fight I ever watched was the Overeem fight. And then the first no, it is not. Race, is it really? I've never watched UFC. And the first NASCAR race was the only people around me, so... See, I, I've watched UFC when, like, McGregor is on. Oh, yeah. Like, that I'll watch. Like, so, yeah, like, coronavirus has made me really dip into my... Space. Wow. Pick different ones to watch, yeah. You know, they had fencing on uh, ESPN2 a couple nights ago. Yeah, I, I, I told you guys, too, I was watching the Cornhole tournament <laughs> after the fight. <laughs> so, that was all that was on. Gold. All right, so this week we've got um, Coca-Cola 600, 600-mile race this time, um, held at Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and Sunday, I believe, yeah, Sunday, is um, the charity the match as they're calling it um Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady against Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods which is going to be very entertaining to watch um so we're going to make picks on that as well as we're going to make picks for um a lot of NFL free agents who are yet to sign with the team so we're going to make picks based on where they're going to go and whether or not they retire or not, maybe. I don't know. Um, all right, so, Frank, why don't you start it off in the Coca-Cola 600 picks? All right, so for this Coca-Cola 600, I'm going to take uh, Joey Logano, the number uh, 22 car. All right. Eric? I'm going with Martin Truex Jr., and once again, bringing that mindset here. That I believe he took it home last season. And even in uh, Darlington, I thought he looked impressive. Uh, some potential. I think he showed himself in the top five a few different times. He's rather consistent, not too heavy of an underdog. I know he's not fair. I believe Bush is the favorite. But, yeah, uh, Bush is the favorite. Yeah, Truex Jr., either two or three. He's got a great history with this race, and that's who I'm going with. So with my pick, I'm going with somebody who is very experienced at Charlotte. And I follow NASCAR, so I know that I know the history of this racer at Charlotte is very good, and better than any other racer in the field. Um, happened to be the same pick that Eric made. <laughs> I'm taking Martin Truex Jr. <laughs> oh, come on! All right, so now I really, I really gotta hope that you guys don't win this one. And I can show you, Frank. I can show you my notes. I've had Martin Truex Jr. since like last night. So good. Don't worry about it. I'm just gonna gain more points than you. It's fine. 
Eric, so, yeah. Eric, we gotta bring this one home. <laughs> yeah, it's a testament to him that two out of three of us picked him. Seriously, yeah. So, yeah. The history of him at this track—it's so successful. It's, in I my remember. Opinion, I'd, I'd have him as the favorite. I remember watching uh, this same race last year, and I think Truex. There's 400 laps. I think Truex led like 350 of them. Yeah. So at that point, like. So. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the odds right now. It's Kyle Busch's first, which we said already. And then, yeah, Truex is two, like you guys said. And then Logano, who I picked, was three. All right. So there you go. And then after that is Kevin Harvick, Eric's best friend now, who's, who he's in love with. But yeah, and then around the top five is Chase Elliott. Yeah, I gave Harvick a look again, but Truex Jr., the history for me is too much at this uh, track. Yeah. Hey, if you guys want again, I'm going to have to go with Eric's logic. I'm going to have to rethink my entire strategy with this. <laughs> So, could hopefully happen. Hopefully not. Hopefully, I can pull this one out. All right, let's move from NASCAR to golf, and we've got Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods. Frank, who you got? I'm gonna take uh, Phil Brady, and that's because I feel like Tom Brady has the edge over Peyton Manning because uh, he won that uh, charity game with Tiger Woods back in. I think it was 06 or 0. He's played, he's played these kind of matches before, so I'm going to take, take Tom Brady. Eric? My heart is telling me to agree with Frank. I, I'm a Brady guy over a Manning guy. I'm a Mickelson guy over a Woods guy, but I don't know. And I, I uh, interestingly, in my opinion, what makes the difference is I give Peyton the edge over Brady. Brady's had his moments on the golf course, but I think overall, from what I've heard and just the research I've done, it, Peyton's got the better technique. He's more consistent, and that's how I, I gotta go with uh, Tiger and Peyton. Yeah, I'm gonna make the same pick. I'm going Tiger and Peyton just because, basically, the opposite of Frank's logic. I think Peyton has the edge over Tom Brady. I think he's a better golfer than Tom Brady, um, and also, I'm a Peyton guy over a Brady guy, and I'm a Tiger guy over a Phil guy. So. That Giants fan is coming out in you right now, Tyler. Oh, yeah. Love Peyton. It's smart. It's really love, the mindset where pick Brady no matter what. Love Peyton. <laughs> fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, Tiger's, Tiger's just a god. And he's learned from um, Tiger and Phil had, a, had their one-on-one charity event two years ago. I think Tiger's learned from that. And this is his own golf course. So, home home, home field advantage. Yeah, that's the other thing I had in mind. Honestly, if you're telling me just straight up Phil and Tiger again, that's that might be a different answer. But I really think Peyton is going to make the difference over Brady. And Tiger, with the fact that he's so familiar with this course, that's going to close the gap between Phil, Phil and Tiger for me. It's been a while since Tiger's been in action. He's struggled with the back again. But I, I got faith in him. I saw it this weekend, I guess. Alright. Just gotta vote against you guys. It's fine with me. Alright, so we're gonna now make picks on 15 NFL free agents who are still on the free agent market. And first, we're gonna start off with Cam Newton. Eric, where is Cam Newton gonna sign? 
I think Cam Newton is going to the Patriots. I'm not buying the Jared Stidham thing. You know, he, he looks fine, but in my opinion, it just that's not who you're going to look to go into the season and lean on. You know, maybe get him some, I don't know, I just, in my opinion, just Cam. If he's healthy, he still has the possibility to be an MVP candidate, honestly. I'm a big Cam guy, always have been. And I'm not saying that he's going to carry him to the playoffs by any, by any means, but I'm saying that. In, you know, there's still no relatively weak division. If you get Cam Newton, you could easily get go 500 or above in the division. So I'm going with Cam Newton to the Patriots. Frank, I'm gonna agree with Eric on this one. I also have him going to the Patriots. They just they need a quarterback really bad, and like Eric said, the rest of the division is decent. With the Bills probably being the favorite in the division right now, so if they get Cam Newton, they're probably like one of, one of the better choices for the division. I have Cam Newton going to the Ravens. And here's why. I think Cam Newton, with the style that he plays, is the perfect veteran mentor for Lamar Jackson. Um, I think he can teach Lamar Jackson how to not kill himself when he, like, leaves the pocket and just runs for 60 yards. Um, I also think that Lamar that the odds that Lamar Jackson gets hurt this year doing what he does is astronomically high (laughs) that's fair and I think the Ravens know that and if they were smart I think they would take a very good backup in Cam Newton so that's why I have him going to the Ravens just a one year just a one year deal fair fair a little bit out of the box thinking but I follow it it's I wouldn't be shocked the Patriots were my second choice (laughs) yeah yeah all right, we're going to move on to the Raven great, Joe Flacco. Frank, where do you have Joe Flacco going? I have Joe Flacco going to the Vikings. They are in need of a quarterback again after Teddy Bridgewater. And I, just, I know he's a little bit older now, but I have a good feeling he's going to go to the Vikings. They have Kirk Cousins, though. I love me some Kirk. I don't, I don't like Kirk Cousins, personally. I, I mean, you guys are way more football knowledgeable well, than Well, no one I likes Kirk Cousins, but... Okay. Yeah, I just I yeah, think okay. I think I think Joe Flacco would be a better option for the for the Vikings over Kirk Cousins. Okay. I think from Frank, I love Kirk. I'd, I I'm looking at Kirk as a you know call me crazy dark dark horse for the MVP candidate this. Oh, yeah, I don't agree. Cousins, I don't know. I, I've been so high on Kirk. I have I have Joe Flacco going to the Panthers. I think okay. I think this is going to be a midseason signing where. Kyle Allen goes down with an injury or something, and they pick up Joe Flacco at, to either be a backup or just like a security blanket quarterback or maybe maybe even start for them. I don't know. I haven't gone with the Panthers. Kind of just shot in the dark here. Eric, what about you? Uh, similar to your mindset with Cam Newton uh, kind of coaching Lamar Jackson, I have Joe Flacco going to the Jets, kind of leading Sam Darnold and kind of mentoring him. He's been in the league for a couple seasons now, really hasn't found his footing altogether. I think a veteran presence like Joe Flacco may just be able to take him to the next level and be a better quarterback in this league. So I'm saying Joe Flacco to the Jets. All right. Next up, we got Devontae Freeman, running back, formerly played with the Atlanta Falcons. Frank? I have Devontae Freeman going to the Bucks along with Tom Brady. 
And I just think they need a solid running back with Tom Brady because Tom Brady's getting a little bit older, you know. He can't really run a pocket like some of the other young quarterbacks can, so I think they need a solid running back. Eric? Yeah, I love the analysis, Frank. I could see nothing. I, I just see it so clearly. That Brady uh, check down to Devontae Freeman. I've been going to the Bucks as well. I think it's a good weapon for the Bucks. They got to really stack up that offense as much as they can if they want to try to make a run at it. I think people are a bit too high on the Bucks right now, but I think that Devontae Freeman acquisition would go a, a long way. It's If he stays healthy, he could still be a great running back in this league. I have Devontae Freeman going to the Bears because I think that um, Matt Nagy, their coach, has no idea what the hell he's doing with their offense. Um, I think having Mitchell Trubisky as your quarterback is a bad decision in the first place, but hey, I don't know who's going with it. Um, so I think they're going to be dumb and sign Devontae Freeman because personally, I think David Montgomery is a great running back, great young running back. Um, having him on my fantasy team and getting pissed off that the Bears never put him in um, really made me realize that they don't like David Montgomery as much as I do. So I'm going to have them sign Devontae Freeman and maybe put me out of my misery so I don't uh, start David Montgomery anymore. All right, next up we got Carlos Hyde. Eric, who is Carlos Hyde going to sign with? You know, I saw the headline today, Miles Sanders ready to take on a bigger load in uh, this year for the Eagles, but I think that's true to an extent, but I also think that the Eagles are going to look for a uh, little bit more of a one-two combination than just having Sanders be that bell cow running back. I don't think he's ready for that kind of position, so I see Carlos Hyde going to the Eagles. I also have Carlos Hyde going to the Eagles. I, uh, I just think that would be a perfect... Um, fit for him. I saw, I saw a headline comparing um, Carlos Hyde to Garrett Blunt. Yeah, exactly. That, he could be in that role. Yeah, so I think I think Philly would be like the perfect place for him to stay in that role. Is just that, just that guy that could just push a pile, and I think he'll end up in Philly. Frank, what about you? I'm going to the Falcons, and because of that, for that reason, I have him like. They have Matt Ryan, obviously, and Julio Jones, so they have the quarterback and receiver combination that you would want, a top top combination in the NFL. What they're kind of missing right now for me is a running back. Is a really solid running back. And I think uh, Carlos Hyde would be that for them. All right. Next up, we got Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy. Frank, where is LaShawn McCoy going? I have him going, uh, you guys said last time, I have him going to Philly. And I have no real reason for that. He said before that he wants to go back for, to Philly, so I, have, I just have a good feeling they would find a way to reunite. Eric, what about you? Yeah, in my opinion, if if McCoy doesn't, I mean, if if the Eagles don't sign Hyde, I think they're going to sign McCoy. Cause, so that does make sense to me. But for me, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon leaving the Chargers, I think they're going to want someone behind Austin Eckler, and I think LaShawn McCoy makes sense for the Chargers. I am taking LaShawn McCoy... Going back to Philly, I also have him going to the Eagles. Um, now you may you may be asking yourself, well, you had Carlos Hyde also going to the Eagles. Well, I need points because I didn't have a very good weekend. So <laughs> I know the Eagles are signing a fucking running back, so I'm putting all my fucking running backs in Philly. <laughs> yeah, honestly. 
honestly, I consider doing that too. Not a bad move because you're guaranteed to get one point. I gotta get one. One of those two guys is gone. I mean, they're literally only looking at Carlos Hyde and Michelle McCoy, really, so they have to sign one of them. Yep. Common denominator would be someone. Eagles get somebody. Yeah, exactly. All right, next up we move over to wide receiver. We got Taylor Gabriel. Eric, where's Taylor Gabriel going? I think Taylor Gabriel is going to Dallas. I could see him in that Cole Beasley kind of role. It's To me, it just makes sense. Uh, possibly a high-volume guy, good speed. I could see him in Dallas. Yeah, I have him going to the Packers, I think. Um, whatever the GM's name is. Good to use, whatever. Um, he did not do a very good job at all in the NFL draft, as we saw. Um, getting Aaron Rodgers' yeah. weapons. Um, so I think that the Packers need a wide receiver. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to him and be like, yo, bitch, get me a wide receiver, or I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> so for that reason, I think the Packers will sign Taylor Gabriel. Frank, what about you? I have uh, Taylor, Taylor Gabriel going to the 49ers as another weapon for, uh, for Jimmy because, you know, he always needs weapons. So yeah, I have him going to San Francisco. All right. Next up is tight end Delaney Walker, a longtime Titan. Frank, where's Delaney Walker going? I have him going to uh, Washington to beat the Redskins. Okay. Eric? I have him uh, going to the Packers. Like you said, Tyler, I think uh, they need some weapons there. And Packers, they've really tried a few different things at tight end. They've just been trying to find that consistent tight end figure. And really, with Graham, it didn't work out that well with uh, Martellus Bennett it was decent but I think Delaney Walker veteran pretty consistent once again the guy when he's healthy he could really be productive so I am going to Green Bay I have Delaney Walker going to New England because I think Bill Belichick built such a good thing with Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez when he drafted them both um have that two tight end set and run that two tight end set with Brady just led them to a Super Bowl um, I think he's going to go back to square one he's going to probably pick up a quarterback at ShopRite and have him start and bring him and make him the greatest quarterback of all time um, I'm not saying Delaney Walker is going to be that Gronk or Aaron Hernandez but I think he can help be like a role model or something for another tight end in the locker room. So I think he's going to England for that. Um, next up we got Damon Snacks Harrison. Um, and I'll start it off. I, th I have I have Snacks going to the Titans. Um, they're losing a couple guys on the defensive line and um, one of their real problems last year was stopping the run and Damon Harrison is one of the best run stoppers in the NFL, so I, th I have him going to Tennessee. Eric, what about you? Yeah, I got Snacks going to Dallas. I just feel like he will really complete that line in Dallas, but similar mindset with the Titans, and some of my future picks will reflect that, but yeah, I have him going to Dallas. Frank? I have uh, Harrison going back to the Giants, where he spent, uh, I believe it was three or four years, and I think he would be a really good addition for him. So I have him going to New York. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> Tyler would value that probably. Actually, I actually I wouldn't like that. Just because we have we have a really young defense, and he would just 
bump the average up significantly. A little more of that, though. You always need veterans. Um, all right, next up, former number one overall pick, Jadavian Clowney. Frank, where is Clowney going? I have Clowney going to the uh, the abyss that is Cleveland. Because no, no one... I, Cleveland, don't even start on Cleveland. Cleveland's just always a mess. And I feel like uh, Clowney would be a good addition for them to try and get back on track. Unless they trade Odell, which is you know, which is just tank mode at that point. Could happen. Eric? Yeah, I am going to Tennessee just really saying the same thing Maine said about um, Snacks Harrison. I think their defensive line needs some work. I think Clowney, you know, unfortunately, me being a Jaguars fan, I want to get him out of the division because he's with the uh, Texans. He went to the Seahawks. That was nice, but I have a feeling that I'll be seeing him twice a year once again when he's with the Titans. I am with you on that. I am going back to Tennessee, and for the same reason why I put two running backs in Philly. I think Tennessee needs somebody. I don't know who the hell they're going to get, but I have them taking one of the two between Snacks Harrison and Jadavion Clowney. Clowney's somebody who can also play... He can play defensive tackle if if you put him there, if he really needs to for a couple plays a game. Um... So I think he's I think he's going to Tennessee. Um, next up is Ziggy Ansa, Ziggy Ansa, former Detroit Lion. Frank, where's he going? I have him going to Oakland. They need a lot of help. They're one of the one of the worst last year, and yeah, I think they could help him out. Eric, I'm going to the Jets. To me, it just makes the most sense. It's I could see this one for me is a bit up in the air, but to me the his ideal landing spot is in New York with the Jets. I am going to Jerry's World in Dallas. Um, I think, I think he would. I feel like I always watch these great players sign with Dallas, just because Jerry Jones is the only one in the division with a brain. Um, and that hurts me to say that, but it's true. Um, just look at Amari Cooper. Um, so yeah, I think I think I'll be seeing Ezekiel Ansa playing in Dallas and signing with Dallas. Um, next up, we got Michael Bennett, the man that doesn't wear shoulder pads. Frank, where's he going? I have him going back to uh, Seattle to finish up because he he said before he would love to finish his career in Seattle. I think it would be really interesting to see him there. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think he's going back to Seattle. I think. Um, I think it might be even one of those deals where it's a, a one-day contract and yeah, just just and to just see him retire in Jersey, probably. So, um, that I haven't gone back to Seattle, Eric. What about you? Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I hate to make it a clean sweep, but I'm going to Seattle in exactly in that fashion—a uh, one-day contract. I, I don't see him stepping on the field at all. I think he retires the Seahawks. And with that, we go to Terrell Suggs. Eric, where's Terrell Suggs going to end up? I see him going back to the Ravens. Uh, much of the same for Bennett. He wants that reunion, but I think Terrell Suggs will actually get some snaps in this season. I think this will be his last year, but I see him with the Ravens. I have the same thing for Terrell Suggs. I think it's going to be a one-day contract um, and then retire with the team that he's played for for so many years. Um, and then probably five years from now, we'll see him in Canton. Frank, what about you? Good thing for me, guys. I mean, it's clean sweep again, just like the last one. It's like it's one of those where 
he just wants to finish out his, his career with one team and see that last game for the team and be done. And after Terrell Suggs, we move on to Dre Kirkpatrick, former Alabama Crimson Tide. Where's he going, Frank? I have him going to uh, Pittsburgh. Don't really know why, just good feeling about Pittsburgh. Okay. Eric? I can see him going to Chicago. Going with the Bears. And we'll keep up the trend of no real reasons why. I have him going to the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> just because. Just Alright. Um, Frank... We'll move on to Steven Goskowski. Where's Steven Goskowski going? I'm going to the Tennessee Titans to be the kicker there. He's a, he's a good, solid kicker, I think. As far as I know, they didn't pay with their new kicker right now, so that's where I'm going. Eric? I have him going back to the Patriots eventually. I think Bill Belichick and everyone at the Patriots are going to realize that kickers are underappreciated. And you're not going to find another Guskowski growing on a tree. They saved some cap space by uh, parting ways with him. Maybe come back on like some kind of one-year deal. I don't know. I just see him going back to the Patriots. Probably mid-season, if I were to guess. I have Steven Guskowski going to this team because I think their quarterback is going to make uh, make a little noise in the front office. I think um, he's going to go over to the GM and be like, Hey, yo, our kickers suck. Sign this guy. I think Steven Gaskowski's going to the Buccaneers, back to Brady's world, and uh, probably win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady down there, just like he did in New England. So I think, because uh, I think they have, they just signed a new kicker to compete with their actual kicker. I think the two of them will battle it out in the preseason, and... Uh, Coach Bruce Arians is going to realize, wow, these guys both suck. Let's sign Steven Guskowski. So I think he's going to uh, Tampa Bay. And with old kickers, we continue with Adam Vinatieri. Eric, where is Adam Vinatieri going? Adam Vinatieri's not going anywhere. He's going to <laughs> old home or retirement home. I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. He's 47, I think. It's just something, yeah, 40, something, something ridiculous. Not in the car. Older 40s. Yeah. All right, what about you, Frank? I haven't had him play in one more year with the Colts. One more year, and then he's done. That's what I think. See, I was... I had a toss-up, and I actually changed my... I actually changed my mind about two minutes ago while we were making the Judevian clowning pick. So I actually think that Adam Vinatieri is going to hang up the cleats. I think he's going to retire, um, not see another snap in the NFL, so... That's where I have Adam and Terry going, and that's where we have our free agents who are still free agents going, and a lot of them will probably not even play again because that's just our luck. Actually, no, that's my luck. Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right, now we're going to move on to... Uh, we played this game last week. Uh, the For Whom Does He Play? Last week, uh, Eric quizzed me and Frank, and we both did terribly, and... We did baseball. We did baseball. We did baseball last week. We're gonna do football this week. Frank is gonna give me and Eric players, and we're just gonna have to tell him for whom he plays for. So, Frank, take it away. All right, you ready, gentlemen? Ready as all. First player, 
CJ Uzuma. And we'll have Tyler go first. That's why not. Okay, so first off, it's pronounced Uzoma. Sorry. And you may be thinking, if I know how to pronounce it, then I know where he plays. <laughs> you know, that would be a safe assumption. But, <laughs> that is not the case. Um, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Eric? You know, I have the same team in mind, but I'm not that confident to go with that team. I could be regretting this. Mm. CJ, where are you? Uh, I'll go Broncos. Okay, well, Eric, just trust in your gut. He does play uh, for the Bengals. Let's go! Yeah. So that's one there. point for Tyler. Yeah. Tight on for the Bengals. Right. I knew he played for the Bengals at one point in his career. I just wasn't sure if he was still there. Yeah, it was like that last week where I was. I knew he played for somebody at one yeah. point. You were just like, I don't know if he's still there or not. So, all right, one nothing. One nothing, Tyler. Yep. Player number two, Justin Coleman. Eric, you're going first this time. Eric <laughs> does not look confident. <laughs> not, not great, Coleman. Colts. Okay. Tyler. This guy sounds like a wide receiver. He does, doesn't he? He does. I will tell you he's not a wide receiver. Ah, fuck. That doesn't help with where he plays. No, it doesn't. Um, Alright, I'll go with the... Cincinnati Bengals. You think I really put two Cincinnati Bengals on the same six players? <laughs> no. You're both wrong. He plays for the Detroit Lions. Ah. Uh, okay. Why would I put the same? There's 30, 32 teams. You think I'd pick the same that would have been That would have been clever, though. Well, yeah, I should have spent all Bengals. That's what I should have Yeah, you should have. would be like... <laughs> all right. Player number three. By far the best name of all, all the choices. We have Youngho Koo. Oh, fuck. <laughs> actually, it's pronounced Young Way. <laughs> is it actually? It is pronounced Young Way. Really? All right, well, then. I like I pronounce it Young Ho because I think that's better, but it is. Yeah, by the spelling, that's how I probably pronounce it. Oh, Young Ho Koo. And Tyler's going first this time. I know that he was a long time, not long time, but he played a couple of years in then San Diego with the Chargers. Um, I don't know if he's still there though. Young Ho Koo. I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Falcons. Eric's clutch. Tie game. Plays for the Falcons. I really have the I knew I knew he wasn't on the Chargers anymore. I knew he played for like a new team. I just forgot who it was. Alright, well tie game, one one. 
with, uh, with two players left. Plus Should have let Eric go first on that one. I would have I would've picked Falcons. That's all right. Well, now he has to go first this time, so. All right, player number four, Juan Tornhill. Wait, what is, what's the name? Juan Tornhill. Tornhill? Yes. Or is it Thornhill? No, it's Tornhill. Oh. That's how I. That's how I saw it was pronounced. It's, it's spelled Thornhill, but it's spelled like Tornhill. That's what oh, it's okay. Um. Me think. Panthers. Okay, Tyler. Raiders. Both wrong. Plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, safety. All right, well, comes down to the final one, and if not, then we'll, then we'll play overtime. All right, last one. Kyle Van Noy, linebacker. Tyler knows. Tyler's going first this time. He is. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're going first. All right, <laughs> Kyle Van Noy is a linebacker on yep. the New England Patriots. Very good, okay. New England Patriots. Both wrong. What? My, my research says the Dolphins, that he plays for the Dolphins. Oh, my God. I know yeah. I'm Patriots. Oh. Yeah, not anymore, though. Not anymore. As it's of a couple weeks ago, he played for the Patriots. Yeah, I've been bamboozled. He's I, a, I'll, I'll double-check my research. But uh, God damn. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, so we're going to end that one at a time, because I'm not finding another one. Fuck. Basically, I'm undefeated. That's what you're saying. <laughs> that's that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm gathering. Right. Don't worry. Next week, next week we'll do basketball, and, and I'll be here for once. Because I know I'm, but I know I'm definitely no more basketball players than you do. Phenomenal. That was just wrong on so many levels. <laughs> that was rough. Fuck! I can't it's, believe it's I didn't get Young Hoku. Yep. That's gonna bother you, me for the rest of my. How do you say it again? What's the correct pronunciation? Young Way. Young. Yeah, I never. Would have said it's that. like Young, and then W A Y. Young it's way. H-O-E, I know, but it's like Korean, so it's like Young Way. That's weird. Yeah, I never would have said that. Oh well. He's my fantasy kicker for like two years. You got, you can't pick him up now. You have to pick somebody else. It's fine. I'll just get Justin Tucker like I do every other year. <laughs> you do every season. I played fantasy football two years with these guys, and Tyler's picked him two years in a row. Justin Tucker's my man. Every every year. It's not Tyler's team without Justin Tucker. Team. Had him since his rookie year. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, since that's fucking over, um, let's talk about the last dance, because that's really the only thing going on in the sports, sports world currently um, that has any relevancy, if that's a word. Yeah. Um... Did you guys watch the final two episodes this past Sunday night? Yep, I watched both. What do you think? I think it was. I think it was good. I, the thing for me is they jumped around a lot. So like when I was watching it, the last two episodes, I know it was basically like the Jazz is the only. I, I know the Pacers were in there too. The Pacers and the Jazz for the last episode, and they jumped back to a few years. I don't remember what year they jumped back to, but he played the Jazz one time, and then they jumped forward again. So I was, I was just, a little, it was a little confusing, like what year they were in. Because I'm not like an avid Michael Jordan fan, like I know a lot of people are, so maybe it was just a little bit confusing. But other than that, it was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. 
Yeah. Eric? Uh, I thought it was really well made. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I was going in a little skeptical because, you know, the whole thing needed to be approved by Jordan. So you're not going to get, like, the raw. Yeah, exactly. You're just, that's probably something that's just never going to happen. And, you know, it's guys like Carl uh, Malone refused to comment on it. Uh, one other player, I think. So it's, it's for what it is, I, you know, it, I, it entertained me, gave me something to do for 10 hours. But it's kind of really interesting. Yeah, and like yeah. I know, I know, like every single piece of film they used had to be approved by Jordan because he's the one that owns the film. So like, it was, yeah. like you said, it was it was, kind of, it was a little bit biased. Like, oh, Jordan's the go. Jordan's the greatest of all time. Blah blah. No one ever beats Jordan. But for me, I I don't know. I, he's obviously like top two of all time. But for me, he's not the best. I, I take LeBron, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think the whole um, the this thing brought probably the most like skepticism throughout the whole thing the flu game as or as we turn we now we, have, we now know yeah. is the food poisoning game um it was very interesting because in the last dance they michael said that um he had ordered a pizza that night and five people came up to the door um which made it suspicious, and then he proceeded to eat the entire pizza. Yeah, by himself. I, I don't know, but if I'm if I'm the most popular person on earth and order a pizza from some bumfuck pizza hut, yeah, like and, 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 and five if five people show up to my hotel room to deliver it, I think either a I'm not gonna eat it because that kind of seems sketchy. B, I might have one of my friends that were in my seven friends that were in the room or trainer to like eat it first. I don't know. Yeah, and they were even they weren't even in Chicago. They were away when, when you ordered. Yeah, they were in Utah. Yeah, so like, if there's like a bunch of random dudes showing up to your door giving you food, like I would be a little skeptical too. Honestly. And here's no, here's the thing that I was wondering: the guy who delivered the pizza actually came out like yesterday or two days ago or something and he was like i was the one that delivered jordan the pizza and i i can promise that it wasn't um it wasn't poisoned in any way um and then he was asked like how he knew like why five people showed up because normally when you're delivering a pizza you don't deliver with four other people yeah, it's usually one person. So he was asked, like, why did five people show up? And he was like, oh, well, I learned that the pizza was... He was like, I know the pizza was for Michael, so I wanted, like... I called up, like, some of my friends to come deliver it with me because they wanted to meet Michael. I'm like... No. If Michael, if Michael Jordan's ordering a pizza... Or how did he, how did he know it was for Michael Jordan? Because... Michael Jordan's you not... Yeah, when you give your name for pizza deliveries, you just say, I don't know, Michael. You just say Mike or something. Like, you know, oh, I'm Michael Jordan. Like, he would never say that on the phone knowing full well, like, how popular he is throughout the entire world. Well, apparently one of his friends or trainers or whatever was in the room ordered it. He was yeah, not even that, though. Like, you know full well not to say the full name Michael Jordan. And, like, even if he did say Michael Jordan, I would honestly, if I was on the end of the line, I thought it was a joke. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, it's Michael Jordan. When you when, when you're ordering a pizza and you're the person you're ordering it for is Michael Jordan, you're just gonna say, "Oh, this is for Joe Schmo or whatever." 
Did they have when you ordered a pizza? pizza, When you ordered a pizza in 1998, did they were you able to like give them your credit card? Oh, I don't know. I I was on the line for 13 years. I have no idea. 98, not 88. Yeah, the whole the whole thing was just so fishy to me. I mean, obviously he was like visibly ill, so Yeah, I forget who it was. I forget what the number was, but whatever. It was like two years, 17 million. No, 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 like where he was in terms of like highest uh, yeah. paid in the NBA. Um, whatever that number was, if you were to look at that number in today's NBA, it's Andre Robertson. Yeah, it's the guy, the guy who was only there for the minuscule defense that he could play, potentially. The guy that can't shoot the ball a lick, can't shoot a basketball ever, and is a below average starter, was is making like the equivalency of Scotty Pippen at that time. Yeah. So it was just like. And. Apparently, like, since then, um, I don't know, since the last episode came out, Horace Grant, who was, um, the power forward for the Bulls for a couple years, um, and he was on the Magic team that beat, uh, Jordan in the, in the playoffs that one year, um, he came out and he said that a lot of the documentary was bullshit and that, um, a lot of it was, like, it was interesting to watch, but some of it was just, like, yeah, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know. I'm yeah, curious. Maybe. I'm curious to know like what really happened because there was a lot of um, like like you said, there was a lot of things that Michael Jordan had pretty much the entire he he had pretty much had say in over the entire thing. So I, I'm curious to know what it would have looked like if he didn't have like say over the entire thing. Yeah. But I guess we'll never know. And I think one thing they did, they actually did a really good job with was the whole Dennis Rodman situation. I think they did a, a really good job with harnessing that and showing the true story of Dennis Rodman because a lot of people think of him just like, oh, it's the crazy guy that wore a, re- a wedding dress for a day and like, yeah. went around the city in a wedding dress. But like, they re- did a really good job of showing like his entire life and what he was about and why he did what he did. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. But I if think... you guys had to pick, like, I'd say like one winner and like one loser of the entire documentary, who would you think it would be? Unsurprisingly, I mean, Jordan's the winner, probably. I guess yeah, some, some obviously didn't paint him in a great light, but even then, it's the, you could find a way to give credit. You know, it's he directs the whole thing, basically. It's, he's going to look like the winner. And I think the loser... Um, who was the guy... I, my, I'm great with names, as we could see by that game we just played. <laughs> of course. Who was the guy, he was like, Jordan retired, it was while he was playing baseball, and he went to the facility, and he was like, you can't guard me, it was an episode, I think it was an episode. PJ Armstrong. Oh, it was one of the, it was one of the, was it PJ Armstrong? PJ Armstrong. PJ Armstrong? Yeah. 
Yeah, he was a point guard for them. And I believe he was the first three P on the second game, if I'm right about that, but I'm not sure. I don't know the history. Uh, Tyler, what about you? Um, winner? Not Jordan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not Jordan. Um, winner? I'd probably have to say Scotty. Scotty Pippen. Just because now everyone knows how underappreciated he was and, like, how much he actually did for that team. I don't know. I'd argue it's not Scotty either because, like, that one moment they highlighted where he was just like, I'm not getting the ball. No, I'm not playing. Exactly. That was, that was one of the things where, like, yeah, but you know what? If, it was, like, the entire team. I feel like there's so – back then, I feel like there were so many people that would have done the exact same thing in, the, in that situation. Even today, like, pe- people now are, like, way more concerned about – like being the big dog. Well, also, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know if people would do it today because the reason why they did it would come out so quickly. Yeah, I mean, I just think like people today are way more concerned with being like the big dog on campus. Because, yeah. Like, like you had Tyree Irving literally leave the Celtics, which is one of the best young teams in the entire league, just because, or sorry, not the Celtics, the Cavaliers, because he went to the Celtics because he want he didn't want to be in LeBron's shadow anymore, and he was like, yeah, I gotta get out of here, I'm out of here, like, trade me. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where it's like, that's that's petty. Like, they were, they were one of the better teams in the NBA at that point. Yeah, so, so. so Scotty is my winner. Um, My loser is Michael Jordan. Really? Yeah, I, I think that whatever people, whatever opinion people had on him before this, no matter what it was, was better than what it is now. I don't think... I can see that. Like, everyone else in this documentary either made a name for themselves or, like, improved, like, their image or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You gotta think the ultimate loser in the documentary is Jerry Krause. People just shit. Yeah, him too. Jerry Krause got no credit for anything. But I also, also I think he also did it. Jerry Krause also did it to himself. But you gotta remember, like the GM is like, obviously it's not like the GM that wins the championship. The GM is the one that built the team. No, but no, no, no. If he doesn't build the team, they don't win anything. He did build the team. He did not draft Michael Jordan. Sorry, he didn't. Sorry, my mistake. He no, didn't. He, he didn't. He wasn't the one that drafted. He wasn't the one that drafted Jordan, but he was the was one my, that yeah. brought in Phil Jackson. He was the one that to do everything else. I'm not he giving brought in Dennis Rodman. He brought in right. I'm not going to give him crap for that. I'm. Yeah. I'm also not going to give him crap for the fact that he destroyed the team because that was the owner's decision. That was Jerry Reinsdorf. He, that was his decision to break up the team in the first place. Um, just because they wanted to go into a different, they wanted to go into a rebuild, like earlier than they would have had to. Um, I think the way he went about it in pulling Phil Jackson over and saying, "This is your last year. If you go eighty-two and zero, you're not yeah, going to be the coach was, next year." That was the me, shittiest was way you could have possibly gone about the situation. Yeah, and like the determining factor for all tearing the team down and stuff like that was probably Phil Jackson, because at the end of the at the end of the last episode. Uh, Ryan Storch said, like, Phil Jackson could come back if he wanted to, but he said no. And then because of Phil Jackson not coming back, Michael Jordan definitely wasn't going to come back. And without Michael, like, you saw, like, it, it just wasn't going to happen. Like, if, if Michael wasn't there, no one else was going to stay. If, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, for me, the ultimate winner of the entire documentary is probably Steve Kerr. 
Steve Kerr got so much credit for all the stuff he did for the boys. Yeah. And he even said, like, Michael Jordan even said, like, oh, yeah, I respect Steve Kerr. I, I love Steve Kerr. He did so much for our team. Like, he said the one finals game, he hit that game-winning three. I don't remember what game it was. He was like, yeah, uh, Steve earned my respect as soon as he hit that three. Like, Steve was my guy after that. And then, of course, the whole thing with his dad, that was highlighted because I personally, I never knew that. I, I didn't know that either. I had no idea that happened. So, I didn't know Jordan. I didn't know that Jordan's dad went as, went as he did. Oh, I didn't know that because I remember he won the one championship on Father's Day. So I, I did remember that. I didn't and then know that. probably the loser for me, I'd have to say Carl Malone because no don't get, don't get me wrong i i don't like Carl malone as it is no one likes Carl malone Carl malone is a scumbag as human being don't get me wrong yeah but as a player just as a player he's one of the top power forwards of all time and he didn't vouch for himself at all he wasn't included at all and he was just kind of like that brick wall that jordan just had to run through to get his, his uh, championship his last one so like if for me, if Carmelo had said yes and defended himself, he would have a better playing image. His human image is so terrible that like it's non non savable. I don't it's think I don't think really. for what he did, I don't think you can save it. I'm I'm saying just as a player, not as a person. As a person, I'm not defending anything he's ever done because he's a terrible human being. But as a player on the basketball court, he did not get the credit he would deserve for playing on the Jazz with his jump side. Because they were the better team. They had the better record than the Bulls that, that regular season they won the last one. And if they had won their home games like you're supposed to in the playoffs, they would have won the championship. So that's for me. A lot of people don't like that because Carmel is a scumbag, which everyone knows he's terrible. And if you don't know, don't look it up. You don't want to see what he's done. It's just no. not worth your time. But on the basketball court, he did not get any credit he deserved for taking the Jazz to the best record in the NBA for that six championship. So last year they were the better team record-wise than Jordan, not like not personnel-wise, just record-wise. And if they had done what, what you're supposed to do in the playoffs, just win your home games, they would have won that series. So that's why I think that Carmelo is the reason. All right, the ultimate question, just to wrap things up. Frank, who is your greatest of all time? Uh, my greatest of all time, we've all discussed this, uh, I know me and Tyler have least. my greatest of all time is LeBron James, still. Eric? I don't know. Honestly, I think in any sport, it's such a loaded question because... Yeah, you could there's, have, so many, there's so many good answers you can get. And, the, and it, there's so many variables. If you have Michael Jordan in today's NBA, like, okay, he's not the size of LeBron James, but... He is the same, whether it's like medical technology or just like gym equipment to work out as LeBron James, whatever. Like, it's like, it's such a loaded question. And I think to deny that, like, like if someone's like, oh, yeah, Will Chamberlain's better than Shaq, for sure. Like, no doubt about it. Like, I get it. Will's the man. I love him. But that's I'm just going to start on Will. The, the Will thing is just gets me peeved. I don't. You're like, you're denying evolution then to me. If you think yeah. someone in the 60s, like, like, Larry Bird, for me, he's on my Mount Rushmore of, like, favorite players. I love Larry Bird. But to say that he compete the same way in today's NBA, it's just not true. You're denying evolution if you're denying that. All right, yeah, LeBron's the best, in my opinion. If I need to give you one answer, LeBron's the best. But in 50 years, God willing, I'm alive, I'm going to say, 
well, LeBron James couldn't compete with this person because he didn't have the same material. That's true. And yada yada. Knows, in, in 30 years, it could be Giannis. Let's let's be yeah. honest here. Giannis definitely has the makings to be like an all-time great at this point. So like, you never know what's really gonna happen. I also I I also still think it's LeBron, just because if you take the team that if you take the Cavalier team that LeBron left and compare it to the Bulls team that Jordan left when he went to go play baseball in 94, 95? 94, I think it was. Yeah. Um, the Bulls went to what? The second round of the playoffs? Yes, I think. Yeah, second round. And the Cavaliers won like 13 games that year They or won something? no more than 20 games. Something stupid. Exactly. And they got the number one overall pick because of it? Yeah, and they, yeah. Like... So. And then with with LeBron, the Cavs made it to the finals. So with the same team, plus plus the draft pick, obviously, which was Kyrie. Yeah. And like the big thing for me is in picking LeBron. I didn't really defend my argument, but picking LeBron is just like me watching the game. Like I never got to watch Jordan. All I've seen of Jordan is like the highlights they put in like the various whatever. But like the non highlights of LeBron for me are just like the way he controls the game. Forty eight minutes every single game is just where he beats Jordan for me. Like, I didn't watch Jordan play. I'm sure he did the same thing. Like, watching it live is, like, what it does for me, personally. Yeah. Like, some people not, might not agree with that. And I know a bunch of my friends, I told them I picked LeBron, and they, they, like, freak out on me. They flip on me. Like, how could you ever pick LeBron? Blah, 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 blah. And, like, the truth is, like, Eric said, there's no, like, real right answer. It's just, like, whatever you like watching, like, whatever you think. Because there's, like, a, at least five or six answers that you can say. And you're just like, okay, maybe. So you never read them. Yeah. Um, well, with that being said, uh, well, that'll wrap up this week's episode. Um, next week, we'll discuss The Last Dance even more, and we have a special guest coming on next week. Um, so stay tuned for who that might be. Um, you can find episode one on YouTube. Um, it's probably somewhere close to this video not hard to find um follow us on instagram at couch potato show um yeah you guys have anything else to add to wrap up no i'm good um yeah that's it um see you next week adios